Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is the Adam Gold Show. It's like the first time all year in my, in my recollection that you got something that might not have been 100% right. That's not, you know, listen, I have the memory of a goldfish when it comes to these predictions. So yes, sounds like it was the first time because I don't remember any times when I got anything wrong. Snap and clear, baby. We just keep it moving. Uh, I'll tell you what, I, and, and to those who listen to the Cover 3 podcast are, are already well aware of this, but um, I went 0-9 on last week's locks. Excuse you? Which is honestly more impressive than going nine and zero, if you ask me. I'm with I'm with you on that. It's hard to lose all of them. It oh, really is. Yeah. Wow. So, are you still I, in first place? No. As <laughs> I, I, I am losing, I had a good distance on Tom and Danny for second place. Right. Bud is in first, and I think he was like he had finally pulled like more than you know ten or eleven games uh, away. So he's closing <laughs> in on the season championship. But I'm, I'm, I'm getting close to to having to step down on the podium to uh, to take that bronze. I gotta finish strong. It's a it's a spray the board Saturday for conference championship week. So, we'll, uh, we're gonna talk we'll about the conference championships uh, in a second. But since we started talking about Clemson, um, we use the phrase all year long. These things have a way of working themselves out. Well, that pretty much explains the ACC eliminating itself from any playoff conversation. Uh, Carolina did that the week before against Georgia Tech. And then Clemson, who could have, I mean, if Carolina was a 10-win team in Charlotte on Saturday night, and Clemson was 12-1 and after beating Carolina, then maybe Clemson is still in the mix if somebody else falters, but... Clemson's ahead of Alabama. Like if if Clemson doesn't blow it, heck, right. if Clemson makes one more play against South mm-hmm. Carolina and is able to win that game by any margin, then Ohio State's at five, Clemson's at six. Clemson is likely eliminated as it depends on what you think about TCU, where the path that Clemson would need would be both Utah over USC on Friday night and then Kansas State blowing the doors off of TCU, right. which, granted, the way that Kansas State was beating TCU in the first half of the game those two teams played earlier this year, it's not totally unlikely. No. Long odds, the way that TCU is playing. But Clemson, if it had got made one more play, gotten one more score – would have been in the number six spot in these college football playoff rankings and just needing a Kansas State blowout win and a Utah win over USC to be able to keep that door open. Chip Patterson is with us as he is every Wednesday. But didn't it really tell us more about Clemson? And I I go, whether it's the game at Notre Dame, uh, the close call at home with Syracuse, wasn't it? weren't those teaching moments for us about what Clemson really was as a team? 
I think that we've seen it more on the back half of the season as the defense has deteriorated mm -hmm. and it has deteriorated really starting on the back end yep. of that defense. And that secondary allowed explosive plays to Louisville and that secondary got torched by Spencer Rattler. And the, you know, what we have seen from that group goes all the way back, honestly, to the Wake Forest game when Sam Hartman just continued to move the ball down the field against him so much so that the Clemson defensive staff had to say, all right, we're just going to give up on pass rush mm -hmm. because we have to commit so many bodies to defending these Wake Forest wide receivers that we can't worry about trying to get into the backfield, which as you and I have discussed, led to Wake Forest running the ball because they just simply had numbers in the box. So defensively, it's interesting. I think North Carolina is going to be facing an easier defensive challenge going up against Clemson than it did against NC State. I think NC State has the ACC's best defense, and I, that defense did clearly like a fantastic job against North Carolina. And now I think life is actually going to be not as easy on the offensive line, but, you know, NC State's defensive line is still really good too. Yeah. So. I, you know, we've been doing all the frustration and all the hand wringing about, uh, there's not great wide receivers at Clemson and DJU mm -hmm. has not been good. And the offense looks, you know, kind of like stodgy and clunky, but defensively, this has not been the elite unit no. that we were expecting either. And I think that that was especially exposed against the Gamecocks. Well, here's what I want to go back to the Wake Forest game just for, just for a little bit. I know they threw the ball, Wake Forest threw the ball with great success against Clemson. But in the last part of that game, they lined up and ran it well, too. And mm -hmm. had they not gotten a couple of plays where they got behind the chains, where or they call it, what, off schedule, I guess. Off schedule, Off yes. schedule. Um, then it looked to me like they were going to be able to run the ball down the field and beat Clemson. So maybe it's maybe those two things work. They probably do work hand in hand where having to commit so many players to the um, the pass defense eliminated the, uh, you know, took players off the line of scrimmage and made all of that more difficult. Maybe that's maybe all of it's related. I, it probably all is related. But anyway, we didn't see the same Clemson team. Uh, that, and they haven't had a good offensive line, a really good offensive line. Uh, in a number of years. So, uh, and as good a running back as Will Shipley is, to not have a great running game as a team, I think is noticeable. I, I don't, I, when I watch them, I don't see a team that can line up and run it at you when you know they're going to run it at you. The frustration within this Clemson community is so notable right now because it's created this position where, all you were thinking at the end of last season was we need to get back to our place, mm -hmm. which is running this conference, right? Six straight conference championships. Clemson fans know the hotels they like to stay in. <laughs> they know the restaurants they like to go to. They got whole daggum weekend routines set up for the first Saturday in December mm -hmm. and they're back and they're here. And they, I mean, do they want to win? I mean, of course they want to win, but I would argue that a Clemson fan might just not want to lose because <laughs> this Clemson team needs to make changes. Yeah, They need to bring in fresh ideas. They need to change things up because this Clemson team, if they win against North Carolina on Saturday night, 
and the offense looks good, Dabo gets to go to the podium and say, see, this was my guy all year long. You guys <laughs> doubted him. You know, everybody oh, tells, for that. Everybody tells me about what they got to do. But y'all, we just won an ACC championship. And last I heard, conference championships are hard to win. <laughs> I mean, he's he's doing that like you should be happy for the success that we had. And, and he kind of teased it at the end of last year when he said we're not guaranteed anything mm -hmm. you know we we need to stop taking winning for granted and the fact is that if clemson wins the acc championship and Dabo is reinforced that nothing is wrong and then he uses that to not make any changes then we are only going to continue to see clemson fall short of those larger national goals if we hadn't watched north carolina over the last two weeks then it it would be much easier for me to go, I think Carolina's going to beat them. And I think Carolina could because I think Carolina's offense could be good enough even though they don't have much of a running game. Um, and maybe Clemson can just worry about one side of the ball. Um, but my feeling about UNC is this. When the moment is big, they aren't. That's what I have seen this year. And this is a big moment, I think. Am I wrong? So I'm trying to think. I thought that in Wake, ah, I will push back okay. because I think that uh, to use Mac Brown's own assessment, North Carolina was not that much better than its schedule this year. So North Carolina actually was bigger in those moments than the team was good because North Carolina found ways to make plays against Pitt. North Carolina found ways to make plays against Wake Forest. North Carolina found ways to make plays against Duke. North Carolina finished at the top of the Coastal Division mm -hmm. with, again, Matt Brown's own assessment of his team when they weren't that much better than anybody else in that Coastal Division. They just happened to show up and make the winning plays that they needed down the stretch. They did not make those plays against NC State. They did not make those plays against Georgia Tech. But for a large portion of this schedule, it was a team that was playing with fire that was showing up and making the plays that it needed to down the stretch. I think that North Carolina is coming in as the looser team. I think that it would be mm -hmm. hilarious to watch <laughs> North Carolina bounce back from two losses well, to win the ACC championship. And I think that you've got the better quarterback and you're yes. playing with a very different set of expectations. I just, I, I would not be surprised if the Tar Heels claim their first conference title in 42 years on Saturday night. I won't be surprised either. And the reason I said it the way I did, because I think just in terms of XO strength weakness, I think Carolina can easily win this game. Easily is the wrong term there, but um, no, that will not surprise me at all. I don't know what the spread is. I think they're probably a touchdown underdog if I if I was seven guessing. And, seven and a hook. Oh, I, I would take the... I mean, if none of these, because I think there's a difference between the moment and winning those games. I think Pitt was just okay. I actually think that the Duke loss, to me, was way more on Duke than it was on North Carolina, although Carolina stepped through the crack in the door and right. won the game late. I thought that was, I mean, Duke had, they had two touchdowns <laughs> called back by penalty. Right. Wake was a win, though. No, that, that was a good win. That was their best moment of the season. And I would I would agree with you that that is more of a moment than some of those other wins that Carolina won late. Um, but the opportunity against Notre Dame 
was a total no-show. The you know, kicking the Georgia Tech game. I, I actually think the Georgia Tech loss way worse than the NC State loss. And I know State was down to their fourth quarterback. I don't care. Um, State's offense was their offense this year. Uh, they could have had their ninth quarterback and been almost as effective uh, the way they uh, the way they played offense for much of the season. Uh, but that defense was elite. They I were mean, awesome. A Josh Downs drop against Georgia Tech right. and multiple missed chip shot field goals against NC State. You know, there's mm-hmm. there's there's very fine margins with yep. this you know, both ways. I think for the Tar Heels. Right, we'll talk more. We haven't even talked about the playoff yet. You hinted at it with TCU. So when we come back, we're going to talk about, I think the first two are locks, no matter what happens on Saturday. I'm Unless not- Michigan shutters its program. <laughs> I was just asked on CBS Sports HQ, the segment's actually about to run here in the next three minutes. They said, how does Alabama get into the playoff? I said, okay. So Purdue beats Michigan and Michigan shutters its program. <laughs> Boilermakers make Jim Harbaugh say, you know what? Hundreds of years of football and the biggest win that we've had in 22 years. That's it. And if Michigan does shutter its program, then yes, Alabama can get it. All right, we'll talk about the playoff and what might happen this weekend with Chip Patterson next. Adam Gold here with my man, Coach Pete DeRuta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. Are most of your clients hands-on or they just give you their money and let it work for them? About 90% give the money and then we meet every year and go through status reports, sure. have a financial pit stop, making sure everything's fine. It is like a puzzle, Adam, but for the next 10 of you, we'll solve your own retirement puzzle at no cost or obligation. Call and claim your comprehensive review with Coach Pete and the team, 888-843-0013, or text ADAM to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. Chip Patterson, CBSSports.com, Cover 3 podcast moderator, who I believe, as we speak, while on with us, is also on CBS Sports HQ. But as much as I respect that conversation, this is the better one. All right, let's uh, let's get to a, num- a couple of items. T- did you have any issues at all with the top four? Not the, the teams in it, but could you make an argument for USC over TCU at three? No. Okay. Absolutely not. All right. I'm sorry. Does USC have zero losses? <laughs> TCU does. No. Oh. I agree. I understand. Um, also, I mean, if you want to get nitty gritty about okay. it, okay. Notre Dame played pretty well against USC. Yeah, it was, uh, I I don't think USC is great. Yeah. All right. I'm. I have my my questions about whether or not TCU is great, but. It's hard to go twelve and zero without being great. Mm-hmm. It certainly, I mean, we we know teams have done it, you know, in group of five situations, but it's hard to be twelve and zero without being uh, a great football team. So I, you know, TCU overcame some um, some difficult games down the road and then just laid the wood to Iowa State, but Iowa State's no good. Um, there, <laughs> that that what happened to that program, by the way? Um, I would say that Matt Campbell's a name to watch at Cincinnati. <laughs> uh yeah but well cincinnati's a better job than iowa state 100 percent. and i was really i was actually luke fickle really did you want to leave for wisconsin yeah okay all right that's a big step up 
you you and you and I have completely different views of Wisconsin. I th- I think that for Wis- so there's also the Wisconsin side of it, which is I say think that's a big boy move to say the old timey family hire is good enough because the pressure to make you're about to lose your path to the Big Ten championship when division play goes away and USC and UCLA are about to join the conference. If Wisconsin didn't hit this hire out of the mm-hmm. park, then they were going to fall into being the eighth best job in the Big Ten. Right now, there is an open door to be a the fifth best job in the Big Ten, but they've got to mm-hmm. get somebody who is an amazing program builder, Luke Fickle, check. Right. Somebody who's an elite evaluator of talent, check. Okay. And developer of talent, check. Luke Fickle just put more players in the NFL draft than everybody but Georgia and LSU last year. Like I, no, they, I had, think they had a good draft. The Luke Fickle hire was what Wisconsin needed to do to avoid being relegated permanently oh. to the middle class of the conference. And now they'll have a chance to be right there in the mix. You know, they're not, they're never going to be Michigan. They're never going to be Ohio state. Mm-hmm. They're probably never going to be Penn state, but you can be muscling out and they're not going to be USC, right? but you can be muscling out almost everybody else for being next up uh, behind those programs. All right. I, I completely agree with that. Um, from a Wisconsin perspective, they needed a good hire. And Luke Fickle's a really good hire, so I'm not even arguing that. My argument is from the Luke Fickle perspective that you are going to be a pretty good annual winner in the Big 12, I think. Because I think you can win big based in just just recruiting Ohio at the University of Cincinnati. It's a it's a great state. Michigan recruits the hell out of Ohio. So I think you can win really big at Cincinnati. I think to me the big thing is the finances because Cincinnati, no way they can pay what Wisconsin can pay uh, in the big. T- All right, let me get to uh, the more. Also, yeah. we, no, no, finish. You got. No, I've heard that Luke, Luke Fickle has began. Luke Fickle did not want to play the game. Now that the game is legal, he's going to have to learn how to play the game. Ah. And when Cincinnati tried to pass around the hat to prepare to play the game, I don't think that they're going to be able to hang with the rest of the Big 12. Understood. I think I think that the rest of the, I think there are a lot of Big 12 mm-hmm. programs that are have a war chest <laughs> that, can, that is going to lead to them losing a lot of recruiting battles in the Big 12. Cincinnati's not going to have a West Virginia experience, mm-hmm. but it it is not going to be competing for conference championships as regular regularly as it did in the American. All right, let's go beyond the top four from the college football playoff because I think it's all standard. If TCU wins, they're there. If Southern Cal wins, they're there. Uh, personally, I would rather see a Southern Cal-Michigan semifinal than a Michigan-TCU semifinal uh, and have a uh, – because I think TCU, of those four teams, I would choose TCU fourth, but regardless, doesn't matter. Uh, and maybe if Southern Cal has a big win over the only team they lost to, maybe that will happen in the in, in the final accounting. Uh, but let's go beyond the top four. Explain to me why Alabama is ahead of Tennessee in the playoff ranking. Alabama? The alphabetically they did it alphabetically that they was must, it they clearly did it alphabetically because do you know what alabama um does not have 
Alabama does not have a top 10 win. No. What Alabama does not have, Alabama does not have a top 15 win because Alabama's best win is a one-point win against the number 20 team in the college football playoff rankings. While Tennessee has defeated Alabama and Tennessee has defeated LSU, um, Tennessee has multiple top 15 Mm -hmm. wins and yet finds itself behind Alabama. And nobody and neither Alabama nor Tennessee have another game. So it's hard to imagine, although Boo Corrigan, I guess, said that this is not static. I don't know. I just don't know how you would change the trajectory of those two teams when neither will play. And I just it makes no sense to me. But uh, to me, if Southern Cal or TCU lost, for my money, and I know Tennessee is a different team now because there's no Hendon Hooker, and maybe that's the reason. And uh, this but is the other thing. I would put I, Tennessee in the playoff before I would put Alabama or Ohio State. I've, As I've told you before, I do know that the team sheet has a lot of statistics. Mm-hmm. And Alabama's statistics do look good. Great. Like they, you know, in terms of all their <laughs> yards per play, yards right. per play allowed, you know, like finishing drive statistics, like everything that's on that team sheet, it they, they look like a, a pretty good, well-rounded team. But when we get down here to the very end of the season, I I would just so much rather it be about the results and about what you did on the field. I would rather this be merit-based. And when you have an an explicit head-to-head result (laughs) that had already been recorded, I I, I didn't like that at all. So why is Ohio State still fifth other than it's Ohio State? Because their overall body of work it's just okay. I mean, I realize they're eleven and one, so that in and of itself is great. Yeah, but... they're a one-loss team with the one loss coming to the number two team in the country, and just by having one loss, you're going to jump to the front of the line. And Ohio State, like Alabama, on paper, on the team sheet, stat mm-hmm. sheet, right, looks like one of the best teams in the country. I get it. I mean, I know the win over Penn State looks better because Penn State doesn't, you know. They, they didn't play. Penn State, State lost to the two good teams fight. they played. Yeah. Right. They got worked by – oh, they didn't get worked by Ohio State. They played no. really well against They played Ohio well State. against – I think they were competitive in both of the games, weren't they? Um, Michigan was less competitive than Ohio State, but that's – I mean, I'll tell you what. I, I don't know how much – I don't know how much time we got here, buddy. Mm-hmm. But, like, I, I think Auburn could have done better than Hugh Freeze, and maybe they couldn't have, but – I know who I, they could have who, – who they should have hired – but James Franklin. They should have hired Cadillac Williams. Oh, well, I think they could do better. I, I, I just, apparently, I must hold Auburn in a higher regard than the market itself. But it seems to me like they found somebody who has two wins against Nick Saban and ignored mm-hmm. the fact that he has about a 500 record as an SEC coach right. in conference play and that never had a better conference record than 6-2. and two. He was he was an average SEC coach. If Cadillac Williams were Jeff Saturday, would he have gotten the Auburn job? I don't know. I don't know. the The Jeff Saturday example is a uh, it, it feels feels a little bit different. Cadillac. No, no, no. It's 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 definitely different. For well, I'm what I'm getting at is one obvious reason. Uh, Cadillac Williams has been on staff. He's. I mean, not long though. I mean, that's yeah, the problem. Whatever. Nobody. I mean, he knows he up. knows the game. 
they blew up this staff after year one. Remember, like that was the first thing that led mm -hmm. to Brian Harson almost getting fired in May. Was that everybody was fleeing for the woods? <laughs> you know, this is. I don't know. It's it's uh, Hugh Freeze is the easy hire because he he was he was good for a hot minute at Ole Miss. It's the easy hire Hugh, at Auburn. Hugh Freeze beat Nick Saban twice, like setting yeah. everything off to the side. Right. I think Auburn could have done better. Like I I would have backed up the truck for James Franklin and been like, "You're bumping your head. Like this is it. Mm -hmm. This this is the best that you're going to do." But aren't you bumping your head also in the SEC West? Or, or are they realigning, and is Auburn going to kick to the east? I think that Auburn is a better job than Ole Miss, a better yeah. job than Mississippi State. I think it's a better job. I think it's a better job than Texas A&M. Um, I think it's a better job than – Texas A&M money says otherwise, but I think you might be right. Yeah, I, I think the ceiling is higher for how you can win and competing for SEC championships at Auburn – than it is at everywhere in, in the West, but Alabama and LSU. Do we know how the S, how the big how the rather the SEC is going to reorganize in terms of divisions when Oklahoma and Texas show up? What full one conference? Um, one through fourteen, or however many teams there are, one through sixteen. Yeah, sixteen, and there'll be there won't be technical pods, right? But you know, there's obviously going to be some kind of scheduling rotation. Sure. Sure, because if, if they separate into into two eight-team divisions, uh, then it would make sense. Auburn, who's going to play Georgia every year, uh, rather than make that the permanent crossover game, they would just make Alabama the permanent crossover game. That would make that would make perfect sense to me. I think it's going to look like the ACC, where everybody will have your protected uh, rivalries and then everything else rotates through. Well, that, uh, that makes a lot of sense. The Big Ten, I think, is keeping divisions, though, no? They haven't commented one oh, okay. way or the other about what's going to happen. They just haven't promised that they're going to scrap divisions quite yet. Yeah, but they they at least scrapped legends and leaders, which was uh which was always uh, always a train wreck. Uh Ohio State first team in if TCU or USC lose, correct? The I think there're only five teams in the mix for four spots. Ohio State's the only one that could sneak in. I think that unless TCU gets 100% doors blown off throttled I think they're still in, even with a loss. Even with a loss, you think TCU is in? Yeah. Okay. Notre Dame did. Notre Dame got in after no. losing on coverage championship Saturday. Yeah, but I I think when we got to this point two years ago, there was nobody that could make an argument. We all knew that the Clemson that if if Clemson beat Notre Dame, we all knew that they were all going. Um, I think at that point, but you might you might be right anyway. Um. But Ohio State's the only one-loss team. What are you going to bump TCU for a two-loss team? No, no, not for not for. I wouldn't bump TCU for a two-loss team. No, like right. I no, I agree. Ohio State. I don't. I don't think their body of work is amazing. But yeah, they are the only one-loss team. Everybody else has two losses. Um, but I would. I would absolutely consider. Ten. I mean, Tennessee is a no-brainer to me over uh, over Alabama. Um, and there's also a comment to Tennessee fans who are furious that you just had the easiest path to the playoff ever. Just don't lose to South Carolina. Right. <laughs> like all you needed to do was beat South Carolina and yep. you would have been right there at the front of the line with your Alabama win and your LSU win. Yep. 
just rooting for the kind of results that we're talking about where Kansas State is only a two-and-a-half-point underdog and Utah is only a three-point underdog. You would be rooting for underdogs of less than a field goal to make it to the college football playoff. But Spencer Rattler hung 60 on the scoreboard. That was amazing. Uh, all right, Carolina or Clemson? North Carolina. Because it would be hilarious. It would be hilarious. And actually, what you said before, I think it's what Clemson needs. Yeah. Clem- Clemson needs for it to not all work out for them. Uh, and maybe they do. They they need to change doesn't a lot about like what it, they do. It's like, doesn't it feel like things have really turned? Like all the good lucky breaks that used to go their way? I don't know really- about l- lucky breaks, but I think, like, if if you're Clemson, you can't be anti-transfer portal you can't be i mean alabama's not anti-transfer portal nobody's anti no i mean you you just cannot be that set in your ways where you're going to say no no to this i mean all the programs do it i want one quick question for you and i and i I don't want to keep you that much longer anyway uh i do but i can't um for you or for me (laughs) i already pre-taped for well Yes. Um, NC State has, in through their Pack of Wolves collective, has guaranteed that they will pay every scholarship football player $25,000 in exchange for monthly charity, charity work. Um, I think that's adorable. Is that keeping anybody significant on campus? I have had my mind blown by the figures that have been thrown out um, I, it, I, I don't know. It's, yeah. I, I think the quarterbacks go for a mil. Yeah, exactly. I think, <laughs> I think quarterbacks are going for a mil a year. I, that's and the that's number my fear. that, the number that was floated to me, not from someone who knew about any offers, but from right. somebody who wanted to ask, they said, um, the number that was floated f- to me for what they believed the market value would be for Drake may was un- astounding. Oh, I'm like sure. It, Gosh, Drake like, May. Like it, it was it was something that I almost thought that North Carolina would even be repulsed at. Next year's Heisman <laughs> Trophy favorite, although Sam Howell was as well uh, a couple of years mean, ago. Like, but you bet. I, when I responded back, I was like, North Carolina better hope he really does love living with his brother and like <laughs> loving North Carolina because <laughs> I I, it's not that North Carolina could not. It's just that it's like that that game is getting out of control. The 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 market for instant impact transfer quarterbacks is even more than that. So quarterbacks out of high school are a mil a year. That's like the baseline. So imagine somebody who's already proven to be one of the best in the sport. Amazing. Uh, as you are, Chip Patterson, at Chip underscore Patterson. I appreciate your time. Appreciate you. Happy Thanksgiving, and I'll talk to you next week. Sounds good. Y'all be well. You got it. All right, Dennis, halftime. We, just like the World Cup, we put a lot of extra time up. By the way, have you noticed how much stoppage time they have added to every half at the World Cup? Oh, a lot. Like, if it's under seven minutes, I'm stunned. Yeah. Stunned if it's under seven minutes. All right, first bit here in halftime entertainment for you. Okay. I'm going to go to your favorite movie. Gosh, which one? Well, first I need to remind everyone, since it's the last of the month, rent is due. 
Okay, so, yeah. Yes. Rent is due. Make sure everyone out there, rent is due. But there's a grace period always, like yeah, a five-day grace period. Exactly. I take advantage of it. <laughs> right. I just do it just because I can. Okay. Simple as that. But yeah, your favorite movie, Top Gun Maverick, going back into theaters. Really? Yes. I haven't seen it yet. I'm, I'm, well, I definitely want to see it. You I'm have a chance between December 2nd and December 15th. It's going to be available in theaters. And the movie made $1.48 billion Gosh. worldwide. Again, I'll say that again. $1.48 billion worldwide. That includes $716 million in North America. Can I watch it on uh, Amazon or Netflix? Or I think it's going to be going to Paramount Plus after it leaves theaters again. Okay, I don't want to. I think Paramount I'm Plus I'm not getting is, Paramount Plus. You could maybe get like a seven-day free trial and watch it, something like that. Yeah, then I'll I'm sure you can rent it through Amazon or something uh, along those that's lines. That's what I'll probably do. But anyway, I would encourage you, watch it in theaters. Support your local theaters. Okay. So you guys, actually, it's kind of good timing because outside of Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, there really isn't much in theaters right now okay. until December 16th when Avatar The Way of the Water arrives. Gosh, in no. I am not watching that no. movie. No. Not going to watch it. Can I, is there a Godfather 4 that's coming out? Maybe. I mean, this is just the second of the Avatar movies. Granted, the first one came out in, I think, 06, 07, if I remember. At least 07. Yeah, Avatar. But the only reason why that movie was successful was because visually it was very cool because it was in 3D and everyone thought, oh, this visually looks great. Otherwise, the movie stinks. <laughs> it's Dances with Wolves in Outer Space. That's all it is. And Dances with I Wolves, love that. way better. I didn't see Dances with Wolves. What? How could, okay, never mind. You know what? I'm just not going to. Well, I, honestly, that's not that big a deal that I didn't see Dances with Wolves. I think it is. But I'm, not, I'm, not one of, I'm not one of the big screen epics. You must see that. I'm not, I'm not that guy. I know. We're opposite in that regard. I also didn't see uh, Driving Miss Daisy. I never saw that. So. All right, last thing I'll touch on here because of time. Did you see the Seattle Kraken LA Kings final score yesterday? I didn't see the final score. I saw the score after two periods. I believe okay. Seattle had a 7-6 lead. It was 8-6. Final yeah. score oh, was 9-8 Kraken in overtime. Really? Yes. So Excellent. I did some math here because a 9-8 game is wild in Bonkers. the NHL. Yeah. So I looked at the number of goals a team scores on average per game in the NHL this season compared to number of points scored per game by an NBA team this season. Mm-hmm. So, on average, a team scores just over three goals a game mm-hmm. in the NHL, 3.17 to be exact. In the NBA, a team averages 112.9 points per game. So, for every goal scored in the NHL, you're looking about the average of just over 35 points a game, <laughs> 35.62 in the NBA. So, if you look at 9-8 final <laughs> score in the NHL, that is the equivalent of a team winning 320 to 285 in the NBA. That's the level of offense in that game. It's it's a strange I actually think that I mean cuz obviously that sounds bananas. Yeah. I think though the better comparison might be football. So what is the average oh, score I need, I in the NFL? That. Uh it's pro- we're probably do, do we talking about the Denver tw- Broncos. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh we're probably talking about 24 points something like that. I'm just going to guess at the average score in the NFL is about 24 points. Um, But what you are talking about here is a game that ended up like 70 to 64 in overtime. 
Possibly. Right? That's that's what we're talking about. Actually, it might even be uh, more than that, but... All right, so the I'm going to do the math here super fast. So the average is actually 21.9 points per game. Uh, so, see, I, I think it would actually be higher. It's, it's so far and away out of the norm, but we have seen teams get to eight this year. Like, yeah. So, nine, eight, I think it's more surprising because it went to overtime at nine, at, at eight, eight apiece. Right, and by the way, what happened in the third period? Well, the LA Seattle, Kings scored twice, but yeah. Seattle, Seattle parked the tried to park the bus. I, apparently, <laughs> they conceded a couple and they forced extra time. <laughs> but uh, in the in the NFL, based off scoring this season, again, the average NFL score per game for a team is twenty one point nine. You're looking at a sixty two fifty five final score yeah, and overtime. So that football is not even. A, I don't know. I, I actually think it's a relatively accurate portrayal of it uh, like, the you talking about the NFL the NFL yeah I think it's a pretty more it's a like I don't think there's enough time to score 300 points or three oh I know I'm just but, right it's just bonkers it's just fun well, to think about here, here's why did I take that literally I, I that's a great question Adam I should that be is a great question I should be embarrassed for taking but you that had literally. me do the math and I did it <laughs> Well, and you got to think this is also the lowest scoring points per game in the NFL since 2017. It's not been a great year. I think the it's getting better. The first six, seven weeks of the NFL was awful. Yeah, I think the league is getting better. Not, it's not great, but it's getting better. I do love how you took that literally. It's um, I'm actually ashamed now that I think about it. Now that I think, I sometimes th- this is my problem with some movies where I take them, I take things too literally. Like now, nah, I should just sometimes you should just be able to suspend reality, and just relax. And I have a hard time with that. I think without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants—they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day. You're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We are dangerously close to a couple of very important Group C matches at the World Cup. Poland and Argentina. Poland needs just uh, a result, a win or a draw to move on. Saudi Arabia and Mexico. You know, Saudi Arabia can win the group? That's amazing. Yeah. Anyway, uh, those matches are starting in about uh, a little bit more than 10 minutes. That game against Argentina was wild, by the way. I have not seen. I have every game recorded. I am going to go back and watch that. It was wildly fun. I am going to go back and watch that. I am, um, yeah. This has been. This has been. I don't know. I have been, a lot of people talking about. It. I don't know that the uh, the actual football has been great. In there have been a lot of games that were kind of slogs, but man, the three I watched, the three U.S. games I watched, and a lot of the other stuff, like Spain Germany, was kind of tight, mm-hmm. right? 
That was a fun game, though. Anyway, we've uh, it's been. I love the tournament. Absolutely love the tournament. All right, let me uh, let me just bring this up before we place bets. Carolina Hurricanes won two games in a row for the first time in three and a half weeks. They actually st- <laughs> they actually started the month of November with consecutive wins. They won on the third and the fourth, and they closed out the month of November with consecutive wins. In between, they went three, four, and four. That's not good. No. Actually, no. In between, they went two, four, and four. That's even worse. Right. They were in the 10 games. There were 14 games in November. They won the first two, won the last two, and went two, four, and four in the others. And they won in overtime yesterday after a five-game overtime losing streak. They won their first overtime game against Philadelphia. They lost their next five in OT, not in a shootout. They lost their next five games that were decided in overtime, and they won last night on a kind of awkward-looking two-on-O. That did not look smooth. You remember the two-on-O with Ajo and Natchez passing the puck back and forth to each other? Mm-hmm. Back and forth? Like, that looked a lot smoother than... Svechnikov and Pesci. <laughs> Very much. And we're, I mean, I I really think they were lucky that Pesci kind of got the puck up enough to beat Jari last night to win the game. But at least they did it because, man, they had a number of two-on-one opportunities that they did not finish. Holy cow. I w- if I were Rod Brindamore, I would do an entire practice of just two-on-ones. Hmm. Just... Or two-on-ones or three-on-twos. I've never seen a team not even get shots off on two-on-one opportunities. Like, how do you not at least attempt a shot? But anyway, the Hurricanes have played reasonably well. Probably better than their record shows, but they have not finished reasonably well. And I keep pointing to this. If you put any stock at all into expected goals in hockey, Carolina has underperformed by a lot. By a lot they have underperformed. They are creating the opportunities. If it levels off even just a bit, Carolina is going to be in great shape. That's it. If, if, if we use the phrase, water finds its level, Carolina is going to be in great shape because the chances created generally doesn't change. It's the finishing that does. So I think Carolina is probably in pretty good shape. Should we place bets? Place your bets. Place your bets. Do we? I bet you slice into the woods a hundred bucks. Gambling is illegal at Bushwood, sir, and I never slide. Death! Okay, you can owe me. I owe you. All right, sir. I broke even yesterday on my uh, World Cup. I had all three wagers on USA and Iran. And if Tim Weah's goal had counted, yeah, I would have had an anytime goal scorer. But I did have a clean sheet for the U.S. That's good. Yeah. Congrats to the U.S. Thank you very much. So, actually, when I was here with Hayes Permar on Friday last week, I was plus five. Excellent. Plus five. 
Five dollars? Yep, five units. It's five. Plus five, five units. Five M&Ms. So I'm at 1980 still. Plus 1980. Give me Argentina and Mexico both win. Parlay that together plus 125. All right. So you have Argentina and Mexico? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Uh, I think Argentina's going to win, but I, th- I do not think we're going to see a draw. I think Argentina either wins or I think Argentina pushes for a win and loses. Okay. Um, but I think Argentina will win and will go through. Um, in the other match, no faith in Mexico, my friend. None? No faith at all in Mexico. Saudi Arabia wins. Oh. Plus 440. Okay. And I don't know that Saudi Arabia might not win the group. Okay. But I think, and actually I think they would, I, I'd have to look at the goal differential. Um, because even though they beat Argentina, it would probably come down to goal differential if Argentina wins. Uh, b- both would be on six points. But Saudi Arabia over Mexico plus 440. I wonder where the committee would put them. <laughs> or a 14 seed. Yeah, exactly. All right. I'm going to do a college basketball parlay. I'm actually going to give you two parlays. I'm going to okay. give you my first of my two college basketball parlays. A lot of in-state matchups taking place today. UNC Greensboro plays A&T. They do. Give me UNCG over North Carolina A&T State. High Point plays Elon. Give me High Point over Elon. All right. Gardner-Webb plays Western Carolina. Give me Gardner-Webb as well. All three of those teams win. Parlay that together, plus 195. Really? A lot of heavy favorites. Wow. Yes. (laughs) Well, good luck to you. Thank you. All right. We're staying in the World Cup. Morocco, and uh, this is tomorrow. Yeah, Morocco plays tomorrow. Morocco plays, I have it in front of me, uh, Canada tomorrow. Morocco mm-hmm. uh, and Canada will play to a draw at plus 240. Okay. UNC needs a win. Give me UNC and Duke both winning today. Okay. Plus 290. Nice. Uh, Croatia and Belgium. Of course. I have no faith in Belgium. Sure. But I think this is going to be a tight match. Me that as a draw as well at 235. Okay. And I'm going to give you a bonus parlay. Give it to me. UNC, Miami, and Duke to all win. All right. All right. This is the Adam Gold Show. Are you ready to buy or sell your home? The Jim Allen Group is a nationally recognized and award-winning real estate team in the Triangle, dedicated to providing exceptional service to meet your needs. With the latest insights and expert market knowledge, they'll make your home buying and selling journey as smooth as possible. Don't wait. Head over to JimAllen.com and start your next move today. That's JimAllen.com. The Jim Allen Group, your partner in real estate. 